Film Review, Movies, Music, Culture, Politics, Society Podcast, Interviews, Movie Reviews, and more. Live Sundays at 5.30 p.m. on Facebook at Crazon Dion. Hey everybody, this is Lunell, the original bad girl of comedy. I'm here at the Link Promenade in beautiful Las Vegas, Nevada, and you're watching the Film Review. So we are on, people. Okay. It's the Film Review, movies, music, culture, politics, and society. We are playing on YouTube, and we are playing on another social media site that uh, you know so well, right? Right. So listen, people, we have a great show. In uh, this is the hundred and second show wow. of the film review, right? One so zero me, two. One zero two, right? And you know, like we were saying before, in the blurbs. Let me bring this up real quick. In the blurbs, well, Buttigieg has called it a day. Old Buttigieg has called it a day in the uh, run for the presidency of the United States, right? So, you know, that is very interesting because I never thought that he had a chance in winning anyway. And when they were up there talking about would they stay in, would they stay in to be a hindrance basically to to Bernie. Right. I was like, well, isn't that isn't that special that you would want to be a burden to Bernie Sanders, right? Wow. That you would want to be a burden to Bernie Sanders and not, uh, you know. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's crazy, right? But it's okay. Because he's out and then Elizabeth Warren, mm-hmm. in the blurbs, okay. she took PAC money. Oh, did she? Yes, she did. Wow. She took PAC money to stay in. I guess it must have been the thing where she had told Bernie that he had said something to her and he said, well, no, I really didn't say that. And uh, she got uh, kind of upset over the fact that he said that. That's what I surmised, but that doesn't necessarily have to be the truth. But it seems like more the truth than not the truth. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. All right. So in the blurbs, people, as we go on, we also have the fact that, ladies and gentlemen, it looks like after all of these years, after all of these Finally. years, it appears that the Sammy Davis Jr. film wow. will finally be releasing Finally, the biopic, right? Uh, the script is being written by Charles Murray. Mm-hmm. He's cred- his credits include Sons of Anarchy. Okay. And uh Luke Cage on Netflix. Oh, okay. Did we tell you that Booty Jazz dropped out? We didn't say that again. Uh, Lionel Richie is one of the producers. Oh, nice. Right? So I mean that's that's pretty good. Yeah, that's that pretty is. good. So let's see what else we have to talk about today as we go through the blurbs. Listen, did you know that NASA you know, you know NASA are the ones that hired all of the Nazis after World War II and brought them in. And I still have to ask at the end of Hidden Figures, were those Nazi wives that they brought in there to learn what 
the black women knew. Oh. Still okay. practicing the so-called master race right. situation, right? Was that were those Nazi women at the end because of the film? Because they did ask uh, Viola Davis's no, Octavia Spencer's character to train the women on how to use the IBM computers. Right. So yeah. So where did those women? Where did come those from? women come from? Were right. those just common everyday? Right. Southern women, or were they German wives, Nazi wives? That's the question that needs to be asked. Now, NASA, just speaking of it, you know, they came out with a uh, satellite image, and it shows before Mm -hmm. all of the pollution in China, and then once the outbreak of uh, COVID-19 happened, Look at how clean China is of all this pollution. Just for a while, you know, reported by the New York Post. You know, they showed the two images side by side. This is before China as usual and then China during the... So pollution, this proves that pollution can uh, be stopped, clear up, and possibly close the ozone. How about that, people? You know, people hardly talk about the ozone anymore. But you know, there are cuts and openings in the ozone. That's why it gets so hot, right? Right. Now, as we as we move right along, right? Do you remember an ad? Okay. Do you remember a company? Because we're talking about viruses now, okay. right? We're talking about viruses. Right. This brings us to our topic. In the American black politic, okay. who remembers AYDS? Who remembers oh. ADYS, right? Do you remember ADYS? Yeah, those ADYS. Are, as a kid, those commercials, those commercials on, yeah. on television, right? right? Now, for those who don't know what AIDS candy was, right. for those who may be too young to know what AIDS candy was it was a diet supplement right it was a weight loss product that was on the market since the 1930s they always advertised about how chocolatey it was since the 30s yes right and they always talked about how chocolatey it was right and they would say that you could you could eat it, and they, they had instructions even on the commercial, right? So this was going on. This this product had come all the way from the 30s, but in the 80s, AIDS, acquired immune deficiency syndrome, hit, and that pretty much was a wrap for for AIDS candy. But for those who don't know, right? It ended during the outbreak of AIDS, of the AIDS virus in the early 80s. Watch this, and we're going to uh, look at this real quick, and then check this out right here. I get so hungry. How can I lose weight? You can lose weight deliciously with the aid of AIDS. The AIDS diet plan really works. AIDS contains a safe and effective appetite suppressant when used as directed. Helps curb your appetite so you can lose weight. This salad is perfect. 
The plan lets you enjoy two aids before each meal. Delicious chocolate flavor. Mm. And aids does work. I see. Lose weight deliciously with the aid of aids. Now look, people. Now let's pause that for a minute now. With the aid of aids, yeah. you can lose weight. Now, what did the AIDS virus do? It made you lose weight. Oh. Right? It made your skin and bones. Just like, like the, the, apple, just, the appetite suppressant. Just like the appetite suppressant. So okay. when people heard what AIDS did, okay. it caused the total... Right. It just annihilated the market for AIDS. Right. Di weight loss supplements. Right? right, so it just totally demolished, right. totally just destroyed it. So in the late '80s, they tried to come up with different ways to try to uh, show you that it wasn't AIDS but AYDS, but it didn't work. And in the late '80s, it just came totally off the market. Well, people, right. okay. you might ask, why are you bringing up AIDS diet supplement in the middle of the American black politic. But well, we're gonna to get to that. But here's partially why. Okay. Corona on Monday released an ad. They released an ad, right? Okay. And the ad read something a little bit like this, okay. right? It said this right here. It said, coming ashore soon. Right. Corona coming ashore soon. They were advertising for their new flavored spritzers, sparkling water, uh, hard sparkling water spritzers. And they said, okay. coming ashore soon. Okay. Right? Corona beer execs okay. don't want it to end up in the same fate as okay. AIDS candy. Right? Right. They are taking a critical hit though okay. for the release of this ad. Oh right? wow. Because the ad, okay. you know, they decided they would play on it. Like AIDS candy mm -hmm. didn't want to play with immune deficiency acquired immune deficiency syndrome okay. at all. Hmm. They didn't want to play with it. So they, they tried to distance themselves. Corona used the play on words coming ashore soon, mm, okay. right in the middle of the outbreak of the coronavirus. Huh? That's right. Right in the middle of uh, COVID-19, they say coming ashore soon, right? Okay. Worse yet, the internet ads which we have, you know, we, we have to show you these things. Okay. The internet ad used the sounds of, uh, okay, okay, just, just, just wait for it. We're going to play it for you. Crashing up. Coming ashore soon. This was the internet ad, right? So the internet ad was like, they were like, what? Right? So they were like, what? What's going on with this? So they had to really, you know, okay. then get at Corona and right? right. All of this in the midst of the COVID-19 be better known as okay. coronavirus. Okay. They said coming ashore soon. What do you 
think about a company. And it's just the play on words. It's just a play on words, right? It's nothing to be truly upset about. Right. You know, only 60,000 people have been affected with but so many two deaths. Two different things. The, the, just two different just two different things. Two different you know, this things. is a beverage. Mm -hmm. And the coronavirus is it's a virus. Right. But they're playing on words and they're saying coming ashore soon. So me, just I just looking at it it's like they were playing on this to a play on words. It a grabs, play on words. It grabs your attention, right? It grabs the attention. And that's what marketing is. No matter what, if the company doesn't go the way of AYDS, okay, diet. Well, that's why they're trying to save. That's right. They, they're stepping ahead of it, exactly. Right? Because right. this people is what the coronavirus actually looks like. And let me right. let me bring it up. This is the latest image. Horrible. Right. It's part of the Czar's family, people. Yeah, it is. It's part of the Zars family. Right. And this is what it looks like. It looks like a spike. It kind of looks like Pinhead. Right. From what was that? Uh Hellraiser. Hellraiser, right. So this is like so this is kind of like a Hellraiser. Well, right? it definitely is. It definitely is, right? Right. All right, people. So the next question is: how does Don Jr. Okay get involved in any of this. How is uh, Donald Trump, Donald J. Trump Jr. involved in any of this that has to do with the coronavirus, right? Okay. All right, so there, go, there goes Don Jr., right? And shout out to Joy LaShawn because she posted this, okay. right? Okay. And of course I responded. Okay. And then there was a response, right? So let me put up my response, right? Let me bring this up real quick so we can go. So look, I responded, and then there was a response to my response, right? Someone who came in, Tamika Craig, shout out to her, she responded. I said something like, I thought and said the same thing. What did Don Jr. say? Okay. What did Don Jr. say that got everyone's uh, in an uproar? Everyone in an uproar. What did he say? Don Jr. said on Fox News that the Democrats are rooting for his father to fail at this. Okay. So that millions of people die so that he will lose the presidency. So he said that they are rooting. And when I watched the coverage, I said, I thought and said the same thing, right? I didn't really add in about uh, thousands, uh, right. uh, thousands of people dying or right. millions of people dying. But I did say that the way the coverage was, okay. it appeared that they were rooting for him not to be successful at this. Okay. And because they were rooting, when you look at it, okay. what is the cause when you're not rooting for someone to be successful? Right. And if they're not successful, what would happen? Uh, right. uh, thousands, millions of people would die from the coronavirus in the U.S. Thus, 
they could say, well, he was irresponsible, like they've right. always said, and then he can be uh, voted out of office and someone well, being. I saw on the news. Well, I know they had um, been comparing it to, they said, to George Bush's Katrina. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I guess maybe the media did do a lot of comparisons. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm assuming. Um, mm-hmm. But the person responded, just because Trump is criticized, because he said that it would just disappear in, like, April. Okay. Right. That it, just because he's being criticized doesn't mean that you know, uh, the Democrats uh, want him, want people to die or whatever, whatever. That's that's what she said. I left that right there. I didn't respond. So Donald J. Trump, this is the way I see it, right? Donald J. Trump, like many business people, simplifies information. The scientists and doctors met with him and talked how the virus uh, how the how viruses go, right? How the coronavirus would go, right? right? And how after the winter season, they usually go away. Right. Viruses usually go All away because the way, right. right? Because it heats up. Right. And then they incubate. Right. Right. It doesn't mean that it won't come back, but it just means that it incubates. So okay. when he says it will disappear in April, okay, he is spitting in a kiss, keep it simple way for the (laughs) public to understand. He just simplified. Business people get down to the root of it and say, this is the way it is, right? For example, you notice like in in the stores, let's say in in the drug stores. Right. You notice in the fall and, and during the winter, what do you see? You see the humidifiers. Right. You see the display of Vicks Vapor Rub. You see mm-hmm. a display of cough syrups and different lozenges, right? Uh-huh. Because that's the time of the year where most people catch the cold, the flu, bronchitis, you know, different types of um, viruses. Right. So, yeah. Right. But like you said, they, it breaks when during the spring right. going towards the summer. Right. And then it starts all over again in the winter and the fall season. Right. Exactly. Right. Okay. So how is the handling of the outbreak by the Trump administration? Right. Okay. How is it? I don't know. You tell me, crazy. Let's hear from Dr. Fossey's own words. We can we okay. can just play it and then we can see what Dr. Fossey has to say. And as we play this, people, we're going to uh, pause and come back in and, and, and talk about it a little bit. So here we go. But I also want to underscore and emphasize the points that the secretary made about what is evolving here. You've heard of the terminology community spread. Well, community spread is when you have infection in the community in which you don't have a direct link to a known index case. That uh, really challenges us with something that we need to do and that we do very well. The state and local health authorities, in collaboration with the CDC, would need to identify, isolate, and contact trace. And that's what's going on right here in the country with regard to the particular area that's involved now in Washington. The country as a whole, because we get asked that all the time, still remains at low risk. But when we say that, we want to underscore that this is an evolving situation. And in real time, we will keep you appraised 
of what is going on just the same way as that we are doing it today. So how do you address this new challenge? There's what we do from within and what we do from without. I hearken back to the original decision that was made by the president of making sure that we knew the, uh, the, the scenario that was going on in China. We prevented travel from China to the United States. If we had not done that, we would have had many, many more cases right here that we would have to be dealing with. Now, let, let, let's pause that for a minute. He says that if the Trump administration under the direction of Donald Trump, this guy back here, that people talk about him and say that he's, okay. you know, inept. He's, you know, they talk about how his his family, how he's not a real billionaire because he, his father handed him money. How many people would want to be handed an inheritance? But that's that's another story for another time. But he made the decision when this, when they got the information coming in that this was happening in January, he cut off travel from and to China, which cut off the possibility that we would have more infections and, more, and the virus, the COVID-19 spreading, right? Right. So let, let, let's continue and see what else uh, Dr. Fossey has to say. So in that spirit, the approach is going to be, as we address this challenge, which is going to evolve by the day and by the week, to do what was just mentioned, to try and keep our citizens from going to places that are active infection and to prevent places where there are active infection to necessarily easily get here. Let me, let me clarify it. I have never been muzzled, ever, and I've been doing this since the administration of Ronald Reagan. I'm okay, so let's pause this for a minute. So the reporter asked him about a something that was trending, and it was trending over the internet that this man, Dr. Fawcett, was uh, muzzled by uh, Trump and... Uh, his vice president back there, that he was muzzled to keep from talking about the coronavirus, right? right? And just as that was spreading across the internet on Facebook, Instagram, on Twitter, this guy was on the news with this particular press conference at the same time that I was reading that fake news. Oh, God. Now, <laughs> so... Listen to the way that he explains. See, we have to have clarity, right? right. Just because you don't like a person, right? You have to have fair and balanced coverage and be able to say, okay, is this guy doing what he's supposed to do for the American people, right? So let's let's see how Dr. Falsey uh, describes it here. Not being muzzled by this administration. What happened? which was misinterpreted, is that we were set up to go on some shows. And when the vice president took over, we said, let's regroup and figure out how we're going to be communicating. So I had to just stand down on a couple of shows and resubmit for clearance. And when I resubmitted for clearance, I got cleared. So I have not been muzzled at all. That was a real misrepresentation of what happened. Okay, so the N, the number in our country currently is low. Okay, so you can see that, that he, he categorized it. He, he 
said that it was a misrepresentation. Oh, yeah, yeah. But actually, that would be what you would call fake news. Oh. That was fake news. Well, I don't think. And I could not find that. No, well, that. you know what? I saw the conference, and he didn't want to insult the woman to ask the question because she was literally, like, sitting right there. So, had he said, you know, fake news to her face, she it would have been insulting. So, he... You know, just nicely said that it was uh, a misrepresentation. A misrepresentation, <laughs> right? Right. But I could not find that again. I, I, I searched for it for the for our show tonight okay. to be able to show you what was going on and to mm. show you the contrast between what this man is saying right here and what he said. He said he's been he was in the Ronald Reagan administration. Right. If they weren't if the Ronald Reagan. Right. Didn't muzzle him. He's basically saying that Donald Trump over here isn't going to muzzle him. Right. So let's continue. Let's break this down. So okay. we, we look for as close to facts as right. possible because what he's getting ready to explain is some things can change. Right. But for the most part, so we here at the Film Review, Movies, Music, Culture, Politics, right. and Society podcast, the husband and wife team. Right. Make sure that we bring you facts, right? right? So right. that you can be well informed. We break through all the noise. So right. let's let's continue because there is a lot of noise, and we're going to get yeah. to that. But we want to make sure that you have the facts, right? But when you look at the pattern, it seems to be following the experiences that others have had. It's never one hundred percent. If you look at the totality of the cases that have been reported, particularly from China. About 75 to 80 percent of them would do really quite well. They would just sort of like a bad flu or, or a cold. You get anywhere from. Okay, so in the hysteria, okay. when it first opened up, it said so many people are getting infected by this and right. so many people have died. Right. Well, it's true. So many people have died, but right. out of 60,000 people, have 60,000 people died? Right. He says that for a certain percentage of people, right. right, that they will experience it as if it's like a bad flu. Yeah. And then they will have to go through doing eating warm soup. Whoop, whoop, right. whoop, whoop, whoop. These are the people who he would consider to be on the spectrum of a healthy person. Right. So let's continue because we, we want to get these facts out. Right. We don't want to be sitting around right. just talking you know, bull, let's get it out. Let's get it out from the people who are actually handling this, right? 15 to 20, 20 somewhat percent who are going to go on to require advanced medical care, hospitalization, possibly intensive care. See, 15 to 20 percent are going to have to go on to need hospital care, intensive yeah. care, right? And now, so watch as he breaks this down. We have to be clear. We have to cut through the noise. For the most part, the people who get in trouble and ultimately... Oh, no. I can't believe that. If you look at the totality of the cases that have been reported, particularly from China, about 75 to 80 percent of them would do really quite well. They would just sort of like a bad flu or, or a cold. You get anywhere from 15 to 20, 20 somewhat percent who are going to go on to require advanced medical care, hospitalization, possibly intensive care. For the most part, 
the people who get in trouble and ultimately, tragically, would die from this are people who are elderly and or have underlying conditions, heart disease, chronic lung disease, diabetes, obesity because of the difficulty in breathing back and forth. How See, so let's stop that. So people with underlying conditions right. will be affected adversely right. by this. Right. So there's a health spectrum. Right. There's people who are in intensive care, and then there yeah. are they will need intensive care, yeah. but they will pull out of it. And then there are those who yeah. will have trouble inhaling and exhaling because yeah. they have already have compromised immune systems. Yeah, it's the people with chronic diseases, elderly, and they also mentioned children in something that I read. But so far, thank God, there hasn't been any cases. Um, with children being affected. Right. So, so, like you said, those who have um, compromised immune systems. Right. So, let's so. continue on. Let's see what else the doctor has to say. However, every once in a while, you're going to see a one-off. You're going to see a 25-year-old person who looks otherwise well that's going to get seriously ill. But the vast majority of the people who get into trouble do have these underlying conditions. And that's why it confuses people because they say, well, you just said that, and then there's a report of a 40-year-old physician from China who died. That's going to happen. Now, see, now, let's pause that right now. Okay. Uh, so what you see, like, when you watch this on your own, we're purposely blocking for FCC, FBI, because you can use footage, okay. you know, uh, for commentary and critique, right? So we're purposely blocking out, you know, the president. But when you watch it back, both he and his vice president are looking at him like, is he getting ready to say uh, something that is off the reservation, right? Because they're getting the information from he, from him, right. and the guy from the CDC, which is over here, if I can point to him right here, the CDC okay. guy, right? Okay. So they're getting the information from him. The CDC guy is constantly nodding his head, yes. Right. But you know... When you're, it appears to me, Donald J. Trump, you don't know if people will try to do stuff just to slight you. Right. Right. So they're looking, but he's right there. He's saying exactly what it is. He's right. expanding everything that Donald Trump said. Right. He said one thing. He said that most viruses pass. Donald Trump said it'll, it, it'll disappear in April. You see? Right. He said that because of what we did with China, okay. then uh, closing off the border, uh, travel back and forth yeah. to China, we have halted this. Doctor said the same thing. He's just saying it more in a businessman type of simple patois. So let's continue. Let's see what else he's uh, saying. Happen. That happens with influenza. Most of the time, influenza kills people who are advanced age and underlying conditions. But you hear in the media every once in a while, a college student would get infected and ultimately die. But the majority is in that risk group. Hey, one more technical question. Yes. Have you determined whether there are any variants of this virus so that a person who may have gotten it and then gotten over it could get it again? No, there, there's no indication that that's going on at all. If this virus acts like other viruses, which I have no reason to believe it won't, once you've gotten infected and recovered, you're not going to get infected with the same virus. So once you get infected by it the one time, okay. you will not get it again. Oh. You see? Okay. So, I mean, it, it, it's real It's real interesting 
the way that this is going. So this is why Donald Jr. got into this because he looking out for his dad. Who doesn't look out for their dad, right? Who wouldn't look out for their dad? They would look out for their father, right? So that's why Don Jr. got involved in it and said what he had to say. Now, for those who say it, like, like I said, I've never voted Republican and never will, right? But we have to be able to cut through the noise. Right. And CNN and NBC and Fox News are doing, are doing, are doing what, what the noise that CNN, NBC, and Fox News are doing is not necessarily bringing you the facts. Right. And you have to have the facts about this virus, right? Right. Because that's the only way that you know, we're going to not have mass hysteria and people running on the streets like they're going to die tonight if they catch the virus. So this man has sat there and laid out the whole thing about the coronavirus, right? Right. So the coronavirus is laid out to you, but you have to watch the news. You can't, you know, you have to watch credible news all at the same time. You can't just be sitting up there watching the sensational news because they're going to say anything that they can to get people to go buy. Because I can tell you that the mask companies, the 3M mask companies, they're making it, right? Yeah. They're, they're making uh, hand over foot. Take it from me, a person who believes in wearing the mask, right. right? I am the original mask. I was in the store the other day, a store that we always frequent right. to purchase things. And I told the lady, because I have my mask up, and I said, I am the original mask before the outbreak happened. And she said, yes, right. you are. I said, because there is such a thing out here. We've told you before about desert fever. And that's what kicked off the whole mask thing. That's what remember? kicked off the whole mask thing. I was <laughs> doing freelance at a radio station, and the wind was blowing, and everyone got the cough. Right. Right. When when we were when I was filming Monique and doing things like that, uh, I told when I first ever met her, I was standing at the door, and she came up and I told her she she asked why are you wearing the mask, and I told her I said well there's such thing here called desert fever and she said she had felt something in her throat she has a cough right you have to know when you come to. Las Vegas is you should wear a mask because the wind is blowing, it's blowing up particles. Remember, they were dropping atom bombs here, and, right. you know, nuclear tests and all that. They were dropping that here. So all that is in the atmosphere along with something that they call desert fever. Right. So once you get in your throat, like if right. you get it in November, you will still be coughing until April. Right. And it's not something that's, that the biotics, antibiotics can take care of. No. Right, it's not something viral, it's something that's more allergy. Right. And it's something that gets in your throat and you're coughing and you're coughing and you're coughing. So I constantly right. wear the mask. And, and you know, there there's a debate going out there because the media is also telling you about the coronavirus that the if you wear the mask, okay. that it doesn't really stop if someone coughs, it really doesn't stop it. Or if someone sneezes, it really doesn't stop it. They it say works. cough, they cough. But you know what? It works. Common sense tells me. Here's an example of what right. I'm saying. If you watch Dr. Pimple Popper, <laughs> you know, that's one of my favorite shows. They had those big sis. Oh. And she pops it out, pops it out, pops it out, right? 
if you watch that, right, she has on not only sometimes when it's a big thing, she has on a shield. No, I took some allergy medicine today and it's just right. So she has a shield and she has a mask on. Right. Now, if some of that splats on her, let's say she doesn't right. have a shield. Right. At one time she didn't have a shield on, she just had the mask on. The stuff splatted, it missed her eye, but it went into her hair oh, and did it, it? on yeah, oh, it went into her hair and it went on the mask. The surgical mask she had on her face. If that had not, it oh. missed her eyes for some reason, because she didn't have, but she didn't have something over her head, right? Like a net or, or something to protect her hair. When her hair and it went on her face around her mask area, if that hits, then you can just take the mask off with another mask and it never hits your face if you come off fast enough, right? So that's just come to if somebody sneezes at you or right. they're having to sneeze and they're wet sneeze and they go at you right. and you got a mask on versus it'll not a mask, it. right. it'll block it momentarily for you to take it off, put another mask on. Right. But if it hits you straight in, it's absorbing in your lips, right. going going up your nostrils, it's going there. So common sense tells me. Wear your mask. Because we, we went to the movie theater the other day and this woman, she was standing there with her husband I guess that's who that was and she kept staring at me as I was walking in with the mask because they got people thinking that only people should wear the mask are the people who are sick right. but I wear the mask for prevention because I know it works because after I started wearing the mask it don't matter how much the wind blew right. I never got that cough but others still did right right so you have to be preventive so I told her Preventive medicine, and her husband looked at me. I said, "How you doing?" And we went in, right? But um, so the media has you thinking that only people who are sick. Or I was walking through another store where we shop, and uh, it was a grandmother and her little granddaughter. And the little granddaughter looked up at me, and as they were walking by, I said, "Is he sick?" The media can can. Uh, I didn't hear that. <laughs> the little girl. He said, is he sick? And then, you know, I, 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 just, I just kept walking. I just chuckled. I said, you better wear a mask because nobody can skip. All it is is common sense. Right. Something splatting, you got time. Right. Something without a mask, you have no time. It's hitting you, well, you see the people and it's in the going airport, there. Look, <laughs> they have on masks. Yeah, the people in the airport, they have common sense, and they're not, you know, because if, if the mask didn't protect. Right. Both ways. Why would surgeons, surgeons, they, they say, okay, the surgeons, they wear the mask so they won't contaminate. Right. Right. But you're still breathing through the mask. So if the mask gets moist, right. your your breath is still going through. So that logic would still contaminate the operating room if you're using that logic. I'm just using logic now. Right. Right logic. Right. 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 We have to be able to cut through the noise. CNN, MSNBC, Fox News are doing just that. They're bringing you noise and not enough facts. Listen, fear is not a reason or en or is not a reason or enough to vote for American blacks. Fear is not a reason for us to vote for a candidate. So they're trying to say that now Trump is inept. And that's supposed to make us want to vote for a Democratic or a Dixiecrat candidate that is okay. not talking anything okay. about reparations, right. Right? right? It's the 55th anniversary. It is the 55th oh, anniversary right. of the crossing of the Edmund Pettus Bridge right. in Salma, Alabama. It was called Bloody Sunday. Yes. 
every four years, right. it's an event to push American blacks to vote. Right. John Lewis, who is suffering from stage four, we pray for him because we know how people are when yeah. they're suffering from stage four. But he's been yeah. blessed because he still looks the same. Yeah. Some people swivel uh uh, uh, swivel up, right? They 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 draw up like a prune, right? But here it is. We've seen people in, in our lives ourselves yeah. who had stage four yeah, who didn't. Have. It has to do with the life that you live. Yeah, I I, I I truly believe that. I have faith in that. Belief in that. That it has to do with the life that you live. Yeah. Depending on if you catch it and you swivel up, or if you still look the same right. as you transition over to the other side of heaven, right? right. John Lewis spoke today, right? Yeah, he, did. he did. So, let's listen to what John Lewis had to say. Okay. And then we're going to pause and go through some things because you know, like I said, every four years they pull this out. Yeah. Every four years they pull this out. Remember when Obama walked twice? Right. Remember when Obama walked? How come Obama wasn't out there if it meant so much? Why wasn't he out there today. Why did all the different politicians come out because they're running, but they're never there on off years? So, let's, let's see what John Lewis had to say here as we uh, play this right here. 55 years ago, a few of God's children attempted to march from Brown Chapel Amy Church across this bridge. We were beaten, we were tear gas. I thought I was going to down this bridge. But somehow and some way, God Almighty helped me. Yeah. Yeah. We cannot give up now. We cannot give in. We must keep the faith. Keep our eyes on the prize. Okay, so let me pause that for a minute. What is the prize? What is the prize that we're keeping our eyes on? You know, the eyes on the prize was civil rights. We got the Civil Rights Act 64, Voter Rights Act 65, 68, Fair Housing Act. Right. What is the prize that we're keeping our eyes on right now? Right, so let's continue on. Let's hear what else uh, John Lewis has to say. You have to give John Lewis respect because he did take that hit. Yeah. Right? He took that hit. They split his head open with a bullet club, right. beat him unmercifully, but somehow he made it back and he still lives on. And here now, in his eighties, right. is stage four, right? Yeah. But what are we? What is the prize that we are? You know, what are we doing? We must go out and vote like we never ever voted before. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. What are we voting for? What are we voting for? What are the Democrats or the Dixiecrats going to do for us? Uh, let, let's go on, let's go on. What, what are the Dixiecrats gonna do for us? Let's go on, let's hear what else uh, John Lewis has to say. Some people gave more than a little blood. Some gave their very lives. So I said to each and every one of you, especially you young people, 
the fraternities and sororities. Yes, sir. You look good. Thank you, brother. You look colorful. Thank you, brother. Go out there. Speak up. Speak out. Get in the way. Get in good trouble. Good trouble. Get in trouble. And help redeem the soul of America. Okay, people. What are the Dixiecrats going to give us uh, for redeeming the soul of America? Right? For redeeming the soul of America. What if the societies, the so-called soul of America doesn't want to be redeemed. The Caucasians that do all this, because it seems like they don't want to be redeemed. Right. Right? right? I don't believe Caucasians to be the soul of America. So we're going to say that now. So we'll come back off of that and move back over here. I don't believe uh them to be the soul of America because that's what he will be saying. If you have to redeem the soul of America, black people haven't done anything wrong, so he couldn't be talking about our soul. Because he couldn't be talking about our soul because we haven't done anything. We're not the ones that were doing the lynching, the drawing, quartering, uh, coming up with ways to Keep us from out of uh, fair housing. We weren't the people that were doing that, right? So that means that who is the soul of America? I don't believe that Caucasians are the soul of America, right? And they have proven through their actions over the years, redlining, or choosing candidates, trying to constantly reverse civil rights gains of American blacks, right? That they are not really caring for mm-hmm. black people and what they're saying. Remember that videotape where the guy, the, the trooper, tells the young kid, "Your head, your your prayers don't go above your head. Yeah, your prayers don't what go above your head." That. that was something. Remember when the daughter came on and she she said she felt bad. Okay. That was during. I think that was during the re-election of uh, Obama. They, they went down there and oh, were talking okay. about how, where the Tea Party had germinated from, right? Okay. Right. I don't believe the Caucasians are the soul of America. Who built America? It uh, is the soul, or the soul. And when will American blacks, the soul of America, be repaired for the devastation we've experienced? Right? Fear is not enough of a reason to vote. The only way America can right itself is Mm -hmm. to repair what is broken. What they try, even if we still move forward and we rise, they still try to break us. Right? For monetary reasons and afterwards they were trying to find a way to break us to get rid of us prison industrial complex before that Jefferson talked about deporting black people back to Africa not necessarily back to where you originally came from because that had been wiped away 
by that time. But just anywhere in Africa, just get them out of here because blacks and whites won't be able to coexist. That's what Jefferson said, right? Okay. The only way America can right itself is to repair what it, what it broke and stop interfering when American blacks repair themselves. Okay. When we start to come up with ways to okay. be economically stable, we come up with ways to trade with other countries right. within this, uh, being a nation within a nation and trading with other countries. Stop killing us off. Like, burning down the cities and the towns and yes. the banks. And, and the so-called yeah. leadership right. has to stop being factless. Okay. Like what John Lewis, John Lewis was effective in his time of showing his story and thus there was sympathy. But now we come to the generations where there is no more sympathy. Right. Right? Which means that the message has to change. I wonder if he um, if he has grown someone or mentor someone to I don't think so. Wonder why? Because even the comic books about his life are drawn by Caucasians. If you really believe in that, we talked about this last week with you know, oh, two weeks ago with the Black Liberation Theology, and we and go back and watch that. We're not gonna go back. You have to go back there and watch that about. Black Liberation Theology. And what I will say is, looking at him, this is a perfect example of what we were speaking on when I I broke down the definition, when we broke down the definition on the show. If you are about people actually being liberated, you will make sure that there were black people, plenty of black cartoonists that could draw that for you. And there are tons. Tons. Right. Plenty of black cartoonists that can draw this, right? Right. But when you're into something different, you forget that it it, it doesn't have to be, it, it's not supposed to come from our side. It's supposed to come from their side. The kindness and the understanding and pushing through and making sure that there are opportunities for people. We're supposed to make sure that we do that for ourselves. But harsh reality is because of what they've done and what they continue to do, it's supposed to be on their side to be the compassionate one and pulling us through. Right? That's what it is. And so there's where the confusion is. So how does this all tie in? The virus, COVID-19 is important in American black politic because we don't want to contract it in large numbers. That's why it's important in American black politics. And it might just kill off some racists because, you know, the racists are the same ones who didn't understand that Obamacare was the Affordable Care Act. And they have fought tooth and nail to get rid of it. Now, people who are in the Senate and the Congress have uh, basically better than the military insurance, right? Right. So they have that. And so why wouldn't they want you to have what they have? Oh, that would be socialist. 
But that's but that's what they're working with because right. that's military governmental insurance, right? Right. So people, that's the topic for tonight. We, we had to make sure that we brought you the facts. Now go out there and research that and see how that really ties in to everything that's going on. Now all those people were out there. Now if this was some kind of conspiracy or if it was a hoax, but they were just spraying stuff like they spray the we we, yes. If they were just doing that in the spring, all those people out there didn't have masks on. We right. know the wind was blowing. Right. What can we say? So you have to be enlightened and aware right. and know what's going on, right? You have to be enlightened, right. aware, and know what's going on. And that's why we brought you the facts. And tie this all in. The people who not only not only people who are in a certain percentage that are healthy and can pull through, right. they have to have the the economic stability to be able to do that. Right. 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 People who are remember remember I, I remember back when Obama was in around 2012, they went and talked to this guy in Mississippi. And I mean, the front of his house was demolished, and he was living in squalor. It was a Caucasian. He didn't have any teeth, and he was like, yeah, we got to get him out of there. I don't want... Wasn't this on the uh, Bill Maher show? Yes, they showed it. It was uh, one of his correspondents went out, and he's like, we got to get him out of there. I don't want his health care. I don't want his health... Dude, you live in your front of your house is gone. You can see inside your house is full. It's nothing but squalor, and you don't have any teeth. And you're Mm -hmm. talking about you know what? Those are the people. Matter of fact, it was uh, the whole scenario was basically what is the old saying? uh, Bite off your nose to spite your face. Right. And the reporter, the person that was doing the story, was. Last name Pelosi was Nancy Pelosi's daughter. She had worked on a documentary. No, oh, okay. And so she was covering it. So they went into the different uh, areas in the South. They went to a red state specifically. They said a red state. Mm-hmm. And yeah, like you said, living in like squalor, like literally, like this one particular person did not even have a toilet in the house. Right. Like they it had to go sweet. out in the backyard to like. To an outhouse. Not even an outhouse. A hole. Yeah, it was. So people, you see what I'm saying? So yeah. these are people. So all of this, you know, all of this is kicking up. And it was against against uh, the Affordable Care Act, what better known as what Obamacare. But and like you said, missing teeth. Missing these teeth. were like multiple people, like in a horrible situation. Horrible. And they situation. were like stumped down against voting for the Obama. The more people <laughs> who would have got on the exchanges. Right. The lower the prices would go. Right. It, it had to do with with people working together right. to get it done as a group of American people. But right. when you got a group of people who say the South will rise again, but you're living in squat. Well, then if this virus came through, who would it hit? Oh yeah. Who most would it most hit? Vulnerable. The most vulnerable. No health care. No. Sickly. Which this will keep down the race wars and right. all the stuff that all the people they stockpile with guns and weapons and stuff and all them guns and weapons still be there but the person won't. So we have to look at it. That's why it's important for the American black politics. Right? So people, 
that's what's going on. That was American Black Politics for this week, uh, episode 102, talking about the coronavirus and talking about how Corona Beer Company almost made it seem like it was a hoax because they released this thing talking about onshore. So at least that's my opinion on it, looking at it. But it's not a hoax, but it's not what you think. Right. Do you want to know about the destinations? Yeah, yeah, let's talk about destinations real quick. Let's talk about the destinations that are not available for the people anymore. Okay, so um, as of today, here are the destinations affected by the coronavirus. Um, These are flight cancellations and travel bans. Mm -hmm. So, um, China. We'll start off with China. Most commercial airlines, including United, American, and Delta, have suspended all flights to and from mainland China, where the outbreak began and is most severe. The United States Department has advised against all travel to China, while the UK's Foreign Office has advised against all travel to um, Hubel and against non-essential travel to the rest of the mainland. Um, South Korea, Delta Airlines is suspending its Minneapolis to Seoul line until the end of April and reduced Seoul-bound flights from Atlanta, Seattle, and Detroit, while Hawaii Airlines has also cut flights between Honolulu and Seoul until April 30th. This right here messes up. Is is messing up. Just just go through the different countries. Okay, so in Italy, right? Italy. Um, Budget Airlines EasyJet has canceled some flights to Italy as demand for flights to Milan fails. Now, Sophia Loren, who is from Italy, right, said that when she went back, Italy was dirty. Yes, there was trash all over. Now, now, remember when we talked about how. Japanese used to say about the Chinese, they used okay. to say no dogs, cats, or Chinese allowed. The Japanese believe that the Chinese to be a dirty people, okay. right? How how much of the spread of the virus has to do with people who are who live around or are in squalor? Yeah. See, I mean that, that's why I threw that out there about the guy who didn't want to take the health care because yeah. It was Obama, but you were living in squalor. Those people are vulnerable, right? So they say the Chinese, the Japanese thought the Chinese were dirty. Right. Sophia Loren said that Italy, when she went back, trash, blowing. Right. The, where's the street sweepers? Where are the people out there to keep the community clean? If all right. this trash and garbage is piling up, right. then that means that the disease yeah. piles up. And those are just a few. You can go online and see uh, Singapore, Iran, um, Georgia, Asia, just matter Japan, fact, Mongolia, matter of fact, America. Saudi Arabia has stopped. Uh, it's planning on stopping the Hajj hmm. because of that. So that means the Muslims won't be able to take... Mm-hmm. Hodge this year. Mm-hmm. They're planning on canceling that because they don't know what, what uh, how people will be affected with the virus. Oh. So they're stopping it. Wow. So you say uh, as of March 1st, yeah. right, uh, the outbreak has affected estimated 87,000 people globally. Yeah. In mainland China, there has been 2,080, uh, 2,870 yeah. deaths yeah. 
among over 79,000 cases. Yeah. So you see the majority of the cases are in China. If 87,000 people have been infected, only wow. and 79,000 are affected in China, right? right? 41,000 people in China who were affected have already recovered. So you see, we have to let go of the hysteria and get to the facts. Let's right? do America's real quick. Um, okay. Today, okay. as of today, mm -hmm. there are 74 confirmed cases in the U.S. The first person to die... Um, was in his 50s. He lived in Washington, D.C. And he did not... Um, his virus was a, a communal. Like, he didn't get it from traveling, they right. said. It so it was through community spread. Right. Um, January the 20th is when he was diagnosed. Mm -hmm. So everyone's being treated. And, and so far, uh, the press conference that you uh, showed... Which shows that the least amount, the least number yeah. of people affected in America yeah. happened because the Trump administration canceled flights going and coming from China. Is is that inept? Was that definitely an advanced form of aptitude? Right. To be able to look at situations A, B, C, D and be able to get the right answer C and, and like most standardized tests and be able to come through with something that wasn't standardized. It was something from out the clear blue, but ever right. come up with the right answer to make it so it's how many only how many cases? Um only seventy four. Seventy only US. And just now before we went live there was um a new case, which mm -hmm. really takes it up to 75, because this morning it was 74. Um, there was a new case before we went on air in, I believe, Rhode Island. Rhode Island. So, people, wear your mask. Don't, 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 don't. Hey, better to prevent it. Better to prevent. Even if the wind is blowing, you might get something, but you block with the mask, because, you know, holding your mouth like this, just don't do it. Just don't cut it. All right, people. So look, there's a new movie coming out, people. There's a new movie coming out before we get to our review for the night, which right. is The Invisible Man, yes. right? So there's a new movie coming out. And it is uh, called Candyman. That's right. By Jordan Peele. It's the sequel to the original Candyman. So in other words, they're going to drop out two and three. Don't worry about two and three. Yeah. This is like mm, 20-some, 30 years later. Yeah. And this is where it's going to pick up. It's called Candyman. Let's check out Let's check out the trailer yeah. on this and, and, and see what we got here. Let's go. Candy. Urban legend is, if you say his name five times while looking in the mirror, he appears in the reflection and kills you. Who would do that? Candyman. 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 Well, we're still alive. <laughs> Let's go. 
Trina, you broke the door. feel really connected to this neighborhood. Cabrini Green it was a project. I just moved in around the corner. The old candy factory. I'm an artist. You're looking for Candyman. He's the monster. It's part of this neighborhood. Why are you drawn to this? I'm hoping to spread the story all about Candyman. The mirror invites you to summon him. You should say his name. I dare you. Candyman. 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 Don't. Don't say that. Candyman. I think I made a mistake. I brought him back. Real. All right, people, something's happening. So let me pause that right there. You see the whole trailer, right? Especially if you go to the theater, they're playing this like crazy, right? But what do you think about that? What do you think about that when you first saw the trailer? I was excited. I said, okay, this is going to be good. Great cast. Um, Jordan Peele. Ready to see it. Great trailer. I mean, you know, because that trailer, after seeing that trailer, I was sold. I said, okay, this is going to be good. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. So, people, that is Candyman, right? That's gonna, it's going to be so great. So, when, we, when people say that it's by Jordan Peele, usually when people say it's by someone, right. he made sure he told you that he's the producer. Usually when people say that it's by someone, yeah. it's usually the person who directs it. Right. Right? Like right. Wes Craven, such and such and such. And did but, it say, did it say, uh, Nia DaCosta? Right. Right. She, she's directing. Yeah. Right? Oh, she's gonna, she, um, well, we talked about one of her shows, Top Boy. Right. So, so she's gonna bring a, a gritty edge yeah. to it, right? Yeah. So when people say that, but usually it's because of who the person is, but right. so it's not his, he wrote it. Right. right, but she directs it, so she brings what he wrote on the page. She interprets it with yeah. the actors and puts them on screen through her direction and brings it to life. Right. But you, so when people say that, right. it is still his, but it's not he him directing, right? Right. So it's hers, yeah, produced and written by Jordan Peele, right? So which brings us to. The film of the night, people, the review of the night is uh, <laughs> The Invisible Man. For people who check out the uh, check out the uh, Crazy D film dude on Instagram, make sure that you subscribe, right? Make sure you subscribe. You know that we came out of the theater. And also, yeah. Movie Girl for Life. Make yeah. sure that you uh, follow both yeah. of those. Crazy D Film Dude and right. Movie Girl for Life on Instagram. Yeah. You yeah. know that when we came out, we talked about how great yeah. this film is. Yeah. Right? We've done that for only two other films, I believe. 
Yeah, right. Home for uh, also the photograph. Uh huh. And this it was film. And the Invisible Man. And I forget the other film that we came out of that we actually talked about. I think it was an Ice Cube film. I think so too. Right. Yeah. So when we come out and say see it, we're gonna break it down differently. It's not gonna be a mystery that if we liked it or not. We, we we liked it and we're gonna break down the reason why Four films because I think we did it for also for the last um Medea's funeral we it was sure hilarious did. We when we sure did. The yes we yeah. did and we, yeah. and we came on instantly and talked yeah. about it right yeah Bloom house Bloom house is doing it right right Bloomhouse, we just came off of watching Fantasy Island. Bloomhouse, it looks like they've got six, seven films coming out. Yeah. They got this one coming out called Run, Sweetheart, Sweetheart Run, Run yeah, which good. which they don't have the trailer up for, right? But Run, Sweetheart Run, right. it's another film. Bloomhouse is just doing their thing, yeah. and The Invisible Man is no different. Right. It's not the 1933 version, though. Right. It's not H.G. Wells' fantastic sensation, The Invisible Man, starring Claude Rains. Right. It's not this right. right here. Yeah, what's all this? Keep back there. Keep back me? Do you know who you're talking to? I give you a last chance to leave me alone. Give me a last chance. You've committed assault, this what you've done. And you can come along to the station with me. Come along now, come quietly. Unless you want me to put the handcuffs on. Stop where you are. You don't know what you're doing. I know what I'm doing, all right. Come on. Get all of it. Lock him up. All right, you fools. You've brought it on yourselves. Everything would have come right if you'd only left me alone. You've driven me near madness with your peering through the keyholes and gaping through the curtains. And now you'll suffer for it. You're crazy to know who I am, aren't you? All right, I'll show you. There's a souvenir for you. Huh? How do you like that, eh? <laughs> <laughs> He tried to tell him. This is it's no resemblance. Right. So let me tell you something. Bloomhouse <laughs> is the invisible man. Yes. Has no resemblance no. to the nineteen thirty-three classic. Right. If you haven't seen Claude Rains in that film, you have to see the original Invisible Man. So this is not this is not a remake. Right? right, Psycho 1998, right. Psycho 1998, starring Vince Vaughn. That was a remake of the Alfred Hitchcock original. Hmm. Right, it was horrible though. It was a copy from beginning to end, directed by Gus Van Sant. Okay. That was just like. Was he supposed to be invisible in that film? Or something? Who? No, no, no. I'm talking about Psycho. Oh. I'm, a psycho, I'm, I'm giving an example of, of what a real remake is. Oh, okay. A real remake in film okay. 
is like what Psycho 1998. If I wanted to right. see Psycho the same way, I would just go watch the original because the original is a classic. Right. I want to see some more because that was in '98. That was the gore time. Right. So you would want to see more gore. You want right. you know not play it exactly the same. Right. That was a in our in my opinion a waste of celluloid. Right. See, because that's what I can appreciate about um, Bloom House's Fantasy Island mm -hmm. because they kept. They kept what? They kept the script familiar. I mean, you know, familiar. I mean, what we saw on the show, they kept it. It was basically, it was. It had a twist, but the, the storyline followed. It was well, the it, same. It, it kept, it, it kept the mythos, right? But it was a totally new animal, though. It was a new animal, but it still kept in vein. Of in the vein of Fantasy right? Island, right. right? They didn't go off kilter, and it wasn't. You know, it was right. a little more in depth or a little yeah, more yeah, gore. Yeah, yeah. It, yeah, it was a, a little was more good. intelligent. Way more, yeah. Right? And right. so that's what sets Bloom House apart. So right. 2020, The Invisible Man, yeah. as a movie, is a tour de force. It is. Told from the woman's point of view. You know, yeah. we're in Me Too and Enough. Right. Time. Right. So it's told from the woman's point of view, her POV. Right. It explores the extent a woman will go right. to get out of an abusive relationship. It's a lot of different tentacles that are in this story right. that they are, are uh, you know, exploring. Right. It opens much like the trailer, yeah. right? The pacing is good because right. the film keeps your interest as it slows down to build context right. and backstory. Right. This is about one third of the film. The next one third takes you through a psychosis building in uh, Sicily uh, cast uh, portrayed by Elizabeth Moss, right. who in her height of trouble in her height of troubled psychosis, gives us her best Jack Nicholson impression, uh, impression at the dinner table okay. with her sister, Emily uh, Cass, right. portrayed by Harry Harriet. Dyer. Yes. Yeah. Right? So let's go through the cast real quick. Um, the Invisible Man, starring Elizabeth Moss, Oliver Jackson, Aldous Hodge, Storm Reed, Harriet Dyer, Anthony Brandon Wong, Michael Dorman, Benedict Hardy, and Amelie Ward. Right. You have to see this film. Yeah. It is a film that is a multicultural film. It's not yeah. diverse. We, right. we already told you what diverse means. Right. It is a multicultural film right. where the black characters are not just the sidekicks right but they, they are yeah. uh, uh, definitely definitely main parts of main, the story yeah. right because Aldous Hodge I love his character his the you know the strong um 
male lead, you know, right. a man of integrity, right. a great father, right. a great friend. Right. And Storm Reed, she did a great job. You know, she wasn't just like a, a airheaded teenager. Right. She was very intelligent. And the, hey, let me tell you something. Strong, you know, she was focused on her future and school. And I mean, I just love her character as well. Remember when we reviewed Panther and we talked about that this particular Marvel movie, they upped the acting prowess right. in it. Right. That it was more than just action in the sequences where there was dialogue, there was true acting. This is the same with this Invisible Man. Yeah. Right? And let me go back to Claude Rains for a minute. Claude Rains was an established stage and screen actor right. while playing the Invisible Man. Now, some people think those are B-rated movies. And, you know, some people talk about what they will and will not do. And I laugh and I look at people like Claude Rains, right. who was established, who right. would go from that mm -hmm. and they could go to uh, Casablanca. Right. He could go and play so many other different roles all the way up in age right. until he finally transitioned over to the other side of heaven, right? Now, look. People often talk about what they won't do and all that. And I, I laugh as I look at the classics. And this right here, as a horror genre, it is intelligent, right? Very intelligent. What makes it so great, it uses elements of horror, yeah. suspense, yeah. Uh, misdirection, yeah. a hero's journey, mm -hmm. and a woman, I am woman, hear me roar, roar. They use all of those elements. I love, um, well, you know, most people know Elizabeth uh, Moss from the television show um, or series on Hulu, The Handmaid's Tale, right? But we reviewed her um, last year mm -hmm. in The Kitchen, right? Starring Melissa McCarthy, Tiffany Haddish, and Elizabeth Moss. Because in the film, and also uh, in The Kitchen, Elizabeth Moss, Moss brought her A game in that film as well. Mm -hmm. But in this film, oh my gosh, she kills it. Like you said, she's a strong female character. Um, we're not going to get a movie away because it's a great film, but all I can say is the trailer, after seeing the trailer, I said, okay, I want to see the film. After watching this movie, I'm like, Great movie, way better than the trailer. Yeah, Although the trailer, the trailer is good, the trailer is good. It doesn't do it any but it justice. But does it no justice. Her at all. acting is superb. Superb. Her character is um, outstanding, and um, the story beats in it. Great story. The way that they lay out the story and yeah, how everything connects and comes yeah. back. No in holes in it at all. No holes in it at all. Yeah, everything right. falls into place, and it's very interesting, right? There isn't a dull moment in this film. Even though, again, it slows down. Yeah. And but it, gives context and backstories. But right. the pacing smart, is right. just that Great. you're sitting there right. gripped at the edge of your seat of what's right. going to happen next. Yeah. The use of camera, cinematography, and tricks brings the film to a height and heat mm -hmm. seldom seen in horror today. Right. It's smart. Yeah. But doesn't leave the audience behind. You are right there till the end yeah. with the ultimate twist in the film. Yeah. There's an ultimate twist yeah. in it that you don't see. Yeah. 
right? Great so, twist. Great, great twist. So the cinematography, 10. Story through line, 10. Lighting use of, 10. Use of misdirection, 10. Character arc, 10. Wardrobe, 10. CGI special effects, 10. MUA makeup, 10. Use of location, 10. Originality, 10. Techniques that will be seen in future movies, 10. What would you rate? I mean, I agree with you 100% because the acting in this film is superb, right, across the board. Um, like I said, I was interested, like, when the movie began, I was interested. There wasn't any dull moments. It opens up, the way the film opens up, like, you're engaged, right? Mm -hmm. And, um, the costume and design, um, just the, uh, I don't know, just everything. Mm -hmm. Like the, the, you get a taste of the city as well as, you know what, the architecture is great too. Yes. The homes. Even the police officer, his home is nice. I love the uh, cinematography. Yes. Because the way you see his home, you know, from each of the different angles. Oh, yes. You're looking at, I mean, it's just, I don't want to give the film away. But from her, from the character's view, but then you're also seeing the invisible man's view, point of view. Yes. So, it's, it's excellent, great. excellent cinematography. Many different POVs in it. Tons. Excellent. Uh, oh, I forgot the fight scene. Oh, the fight scenes are superb. A 10. 10. A 10. And then I love the relationship, too, with between um, Elizabeth Moss's character and her sister, right? Right. You know what I love about the writing is it's very um, real life. Like relationships mm -hmm. can be complicated, right? So in the scripts, it was well written. You know, the very, I don't want to get a film away. So all I can say is it is it was worth every penny and I would go see this film again. Like, I really, I want to see it again. We have enough time. Today is what, March 1st? <laughs> yeah. So, um, but definitely, um, it was worth every penny. Just great, great film. Oh, and the people in the audience, right? They were engaged. They, they were engaged. They left the theaters happy and smiling and just... They were jumping? Ju yeah. You the know. fight sequences will make you great. jump. Great, yeah. It's, it's, it's a... Great film. It's well put together. So well put together. A 10. Yes, yeah, a 10. That's yeah. what I give it. The yeah. Invisible Man gets yes. a 10, people. All right, people. So look, we've taken you through the black politics today. Right. We talked about the blurbs today. We talked about the coronavirus, right. the COVID-19. We talked about the presidential, well, the, the candidates, right? That's the, right. Uh, Democratic candidates. That's right. right. We talked about all that, right? Right. And so we have to say, people, that we have enjoyed you. And for those who might have been chiming in on uh, different social media sites, we could not see you because there was certain situations. So if you chimed in, we will chime in later with you. And always remember, you can always call in at 70, excuse me, wrong, 213-943-3358. But this is the end of the show, so you can't do it right now. I if the weather affected because it is it is extremely like super windy. super super windy it sounds it sounds like the ocean out there yeah it like does. the you know it's like this it's is the so period that will get you sick in Las Vegas if you don't have a mask on yeah. because it's changing a season next yeah. week 
the clocks roll forward. Yes. So we're leave, losing an hour of sleep. I think it's a jump. Ahead, I think right. it's a jump two two times because I think that we got cheated out of somewhere the clock didn't get turned back or something like that and, mm-hmm. and it gets darker earlier than it used to, right? So, so I think we're it going jump to, so we're losing right. an hour of sleep, yes. right? Because we're springing ahead. Yes, that's right. Right, but people, don't forget people, we want to tell you again to make sure that you see both Invisible Man movies. The one with Claude Rains and the one with Elizabeth Moss. Two totally different films. The only thing that's similar to them is the title. But you will be... Because back then when Claude Rains made this back in 1933, the classic, it was probably horrified, horror personified. But now you will get a laugh. Like when I first saw that setting up the show today okay. again I was laughing my butt off because they ran out there like 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 some hooligans boy I'm telling you right and then this one right here is just straight serious business with Elizabeth Moss right okay. so we here at the film review we have to let you know because not only do we review modern film but we right. have a, a historian background right. in looking at classic films and then right. it is the film review, and right. we love all films. All films. And like just what when we did our well, we did something during the Halloween season. We did right. horror films. Mm-hmm. We also did um, black horror. Black exploitation horror. Uh, we did black exploitation mm-hmm. films. We talk about uh, classics on you know from the different Turner movie classics or you right. know. Various channels, but we just love all films. All films, right? So, So, people, this has been another great show of the film review. Movies, music, culture, politics, and society podcast. We are the husband and wife team. I'm Crazy D. I'm Tracy. And we review movies, music, culture, politics, and society. And we will see you next week with episode... What is it? Episode... Oh, you know what? Are my other uh, favorite? Well, it's two favorite husband and wife teams. Okay, so uh, speaking of when you say husband and wife teams, right? Uh, Merlin McCool and Billy Davis, right? Growing up, <laughs> and the television show. Speaking of films, Heart to Heart, Jonathan and Stephanie Hart. Oh, okay. Okay, there we go. The ultimate uh, archetypes of of uh, husband and wife teams. teams. All right, That's people. Right. So this is the film review. Movies, music, culture, politics, and society. We are the husband and wife team. I'm Crazy D. Tracy. I'm the voice of the filmmaker. My wife is the voice of the... What, critics. Okay. And we review movies, music, culture, politics, society... Yeah. On this podcast, the film review, and we will see you next week. Stay tuned for episode one oh three. Can you believe? Can you believe another thing we forgot too? Uh oh. We covered a lot of great independent films. Yes. So uh, people keep sending in your independent. Yeah, keep sending in your independent films because you will be seen on. They say, "Was it that friend?" You will be seen (laughs) on. And heard. Gotta get it all in. Spotify, Google Play, iHeartRadio. Right. And what's that other one? Uh, 
one. Apple Podcasts. Right. Did you do Google Play? I did. So, people, come on over to the film review. Movies, music, culture, politics, and society. And we'll see you next time. We are out and we go a little bit like this. The Film Review. Movies, music, culture, politics, society, podcast. Interviews, movie reviews, and more. Live Sundays at 5.30 p.m. on Facebook at Crazon Dion. Hey everybody, this is Lunell, the original bad girl of comedy. I'm here at the Link Promenade in beautiful Las Vegas, Nevada, and you're watching the film review.